0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Charisse. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going the power of Christ compels you like that was me well sadly this past Christmas Eve uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm going to do is I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was Very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Charisse merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about 5 to 10 shows a month, and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support, and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me, and anything further helps. I just entered year 6 of my stand-up comedy career, and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop, but I can't let this situation Slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent, and I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world.
1: on looking cold but darkness finds a way to get it.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, finally joining me here on the Boochcast. He is the AEW correspondent. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross.
2: Oh, I wish I was in the land of Colorado, no. no, no, Orlando, no. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up.
2: Hold on, I cut the music up. What Mr. Bugirelli? you Mr. Butgerelli, you're interrupting my homecoming song. I just came back from war. the hell you mean you just came back from war? Mr. Butgerelli, I'm a five star general. Actually I'm a six star general because, you know, if Dave Meltzer can give six stars, so can I.
0: Hey, hold up. Okay, first of all, first of all, I don't know what Meltzer has to do with war. And second of all, you're know, general. You don't serve in the military. What are you yes, talking I, about?
2: Yes, I did, Mr. Boudrelli. Mr. Bujerelli, I am a six-star general in the Confederate Army, okay? I was at a war reenactment over the weekend. Oh, God, not one of those. Yes, Mr. Bujerelli. I was a member of the Confederate Army in the Revolutionary War. We took on the Japanese, Mr. Budrelli, down at Pearl Harbor. Okay, there are
0: so many. Things wrong with that statement that is so inaccurate uh first of all the revolutionary war had nothing to do with pearl harbor or japan and the confederacy didn't even exist yet
2: mr budrilli i spent seven days in war okay seven days well i mean it was a weekend and that is three days but
0: seven days in war okay first of all you you spent a weekend in war um how do you get six star general in three days
2: That makes no sense. Mr. Bujarelli, I was the commander of the 32nd Airborne Fleet Division of the Hot Air Balloons.
0: There were no hot air balloons used in the Revolutionary War?
2: Yes, there was. Mr. Budriller, <laughs> read your histories. We, we went in and got the Japanese at Pearl Harbor out there on that little island in Tennessee. Mr. Budriller, I rid a horse across the river Styx. You know Styx like the band? That's what it's named after it, anyway.
0: Wait, horses don't swim. You can't ride a horse across a
2: river. I did. I rid a horse across the river. His name? Well, it was a horse with no name, actually, but anyway.
0: Well, of course, they didn't really name their horse. Back then, but also Pearl Harbor was like 1940s, that's way later in life. Revolutionary War was against England,
2: the damn red coat Japs. We were trying to beat them, okay. Mr. Japanese
0: didn't wear red
2: the bombs were were bursting in air, bombs bursting in air. They proved through the night when our flag. Flag, 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 flag was still there.
0: Yeah, the flag was still there. Uh, the problem is, bombs meant like they were talking about cannons, like fire the cannon. There were no actual there bombs. Was, there,
2: was there was cannon fire, Mr. Bujarelli. There was cannon fire. I saw Bubba come out the back door. What? His little bloody nub was kicking. I read you a letter during the third day campfire
0: I'm in so much major pain and we right were now. drinking around the campfire okay
2: we were mourning the loss of our dead well they weren't really dead but they were dead in the, it, anyway anyway there weren't really no real bullets it was it was a reenactment but anyway we were mourning the loss of our dead by pouring alcohol on them uh but anyway but the problem is okay the Japanese were there trying to take over Pearl Harbor out there in Tennessee and they sent some fellow named Dylan to come down and to infiltrate us with the he won't really a feller but he pretend he was a feller, but he pretended to be a lady and then he tried to take over budweiser mr budger it wasn't good
0: but <laughs> the fuck? It was the Japanese. Okay, first of all, the dude slash chick whatever the fuck that's doing Bud Light is not even Japanese. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if she tried to identify as Japanese at this point, because, you know, she... I'm not saying that it's Japanese. I'm saying they sent
2: her, like the coronavirus, when we fucked the monkey.
0: That's not... Okay, first of all, what the fuck? First of all, coronavirus came from China, and it was a bat that somebody... Right, It's
2: it's the same shit. It's the same shit.
0: no. The monkey thing was AIDS.
2: Right. I read you a letter. It's the same shit. I read you a letter while I was around the campfire drinking with with my fellow companions, my privates. Okay. By the way, good privates don't touch other privates' privates. That is true.
0: We even had a little drummer boy. You had a little drummer boy. Yes, but
2: that's a Michael Long story.
0: Anyway... Okay, okay, uh, okay, we're gonna,
2: we're we're moving on. Anyway, that, uh, what I'm saying is that I read you a letter. Okay. Play me some nice music. Some nice music? Yes, so I can read you this letter I read you. Okay. I I thought I was gonna die. This was gonna be the letter they were gonna send back with my body and my dog tags, because, you know, in, in, in the Revolutionary War, the Confederates had dog tags. We were the first one to have them.
0: Okay, I found some music. Here we go. My dearest Bujerelli, war is hell and,
2: and hell is war. I have spent three days of my, my seventh uh, out here in the dusty land of Tennessee, you know, cause Tennessee's technically uh, where where Pearl Harbor was. I have crossed the river Styx on a horse, Mr. Bujerelli. It, it wasn't pretty. This is to be brought to you if my body it was off at sea in a river which is technically distinct kind of there was a boat anyway well it wasn't really a boat it was more of a p-row sincerely gator ricky ross six star general of the 38th battalion air raid battalion of the high air Bloom division
0: Okay, uh, that's a it's a very sweet letter. Um, why didn't I you, almost died? Why didn't you mail it to me?
2: Well, I tried to write a text because you know we we did have phones back. The Confederacy has phones. Why? Wait, how did the Confederacy
0: have phones? They didn't invent it yet.
2: Mr. Bidrelli, the Confederacy had phones back then during the Revolutionary War.
0: Duh. Well, if they had.
2: It was, it was during the first battle battle of Antietam.
0: Okay, well, first of all, if they had all this technology, how did they lose?
2: We didn't lose. Yeah, you did. Mr. Bugirelli, you shut your whore mouth. What? We didn't lose.
0: Yes, you did. And the, the Confederacy won. We won. lost. We won that
2: damn war. We sent the Japanese back a-packing.
0: Okay, first of all,
2: the this Confederacy never won
0: anything.
2: Fucking red coat ass Japanese.
0: Okay, first of all, the red coats were the, the British. It was in cahoots with the damn British. The Japanese didn't attack us until the 40s, and it would be like 200 years before we would even have to deal Mr. with.
2: Mr. Bujrelli, Mr. nobody cares about a fucking history lesson. They were in cahoots with the damn British and the Canadians. I got pooped on by a Canadian goose. A Canadian goose. It, yes, it was a terrorist act.
0: Oh, God.
2: I think Bret Hart heard me talk shit about him And then he sent the Canadian goose
0: Yeah well they they do think Bret Hart is talented So there's not a lot of intelligence up there It
2: was an airborne attack Mr. Bujarelli I almost died
0: Yeah goose shit is not not fun
2: I almost died yes. but thank God our little drummer boy was there to play rip rip-pum-pum-pum, rip that's actually what it sounds like I believe it so I'm gonna sing the song again for I have made it home from war I wish I was in the land of cotton no no What? I didn't no. ask anybody to pick them our cotton
0: yeah and we're not going to we're not we're not singing that song no no saying, no sing no song
2: why why mr buetti I don't understand why we can't
0: <laughs> sing that song because it's inappropriate.
2: Why, I didn't ask Michael Long's fucking husband to pick my cotton. Okay. <laughs> yes. He deserves that one. <laughs> he
0: was groomed he for a other. lot of things. That's not one of them. Anyway, now ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump into the recap of AEW Dynamite. That- yeah. And of course, we um kick things off with Jungle Boy Jack Perry making his way to the ring. He's immediately interrupted by Sammy Guevara, and then Darby Allin comes down before Guevara can say anything. Allin says he has known Guevara the longest, but the fans think he's the least qualified to fight for the title. He says Guevara is a follower and claims Chris Jericho is holding him back. Alan turns to Perry and says he had to work the least hardest to get there as he was part of the California clique. He says he was jealous of Perry when he got signed, but he realized he had nothing to be intimidated about when it came to Jack Perry. Jungle Boy called Alan antisocial, rude, and unfriendly. Perry says Alan is only there because he didn't make it as a skateboarder. Perry admits that he respects Guevara the most because what you see is what you get and he puts his body on the line he says Guevara is a scumbag piece of shit Guevara responds by saying Perry is just like MJF as they were handpicked to be here he brings up the first Double or Nothing show where Bret Hart was in the ring with Perry and MJF he says MJF and Jungle Boy were on the most recent pay-per-view whereas he and Allen were not Guevara says he and Allen are two sides of the same coin and Darby gave him hope that he could win a title in AEW he says it's Allen's turn to sit back and watch him win the world title Perry vows to win the world title. MJF and Russell takes a shot at hometown hero Britt Baker. He tells the challengers to stop fighting over him. MJF said he had a conversation with Tony Khan and they decided there will be a Pillars tournament and the winner will challenge him for the title at double or nothing. He says Darby Allin gets a first round bye and Guevara will face Perry tonight. Can I ask a dumb
2: question? Sure, go ahead.
0: Why was this a giant circle jerk? That's not a dumb question. I'm wondering the same thing.
2: You don't want to bury anybody by trying to shit upon them, but you can't be all hugs and kisses, and I respect you. I do not like you. I hope your mother dies and your father continues to rot in fucking hell, but I still respect <laughs> You didn't realize that's exactly what that was, right?
0: Pretty much. I mean, I I guess they were trying to, to make the point of they're all, you know, they're, they're the four, they're three of the four pillars in AEW. So I think they were trying to establish... Okay, and- and? I don't know, I'm just saying, I think they were trying to establish that while also staking their claim to the championship. You know, they were, they were trying to, and, and that was their goal. I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying that's what they were doing. You could have done it in the
2: heels, been the babies could have been based here. This was a giant circle jerk. I mean, and and you could probably figure out who the pivot man was. Pivot man? It wasn't Mr. Bujarelli.
0: No. I will say this. Um, out of everybody in this segment, the guy who came out looking the worst, and Gator, feel free to disagree or agree or whatever. I think the guy that came out of this the worst was Jack Perry. I disagree. Who do you think came out the worst?
2: In this segment so far, it's Darby. Because my question is, is did we already have this set up that when MJF came out and threw the hat? Was that already set up? Because Darby broke character. Did you notice? No. Where did he break? He went, yes! Like he knew he was, he didn't know he was going to be the one getting the buy.
0: Well, yeah. He's he here and he goes, Darby Allen. he's excited because he's getting the buy.
2: Yes, but... He's Darby Allen. He's supposed to be the brooding baby face. I'm not supposed to see him smile. The commentators at the beginning of this said he never smiles. And then he smiles. You basically, as a commentator, just told me you shouldn't like it. When you tell me he doesn't smile and then he gets in the ring and he smiles and he does shit like this after you just explained to me that he's a brooding person and he's so emo and he cuts his wrists or whatever the fuck Darby Allen does. I don't know. We'd have to call Priscilla Kelly. But, then he has the number. Anyway, do you?
0: No, I don't have her number. God damn it. Or if I do, it's buried in my phone somewhere. I thought you did. I don't remember, dude. I haven't I haven't exactly called it in a long time. Let me see. I don't know. I thought you were fucking her anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was never fucking Priscilla Kelly. I worked with I her you on daytime Fighting League, but Priscilla we never Kelly. slept together. I
2: thought you were wanting to fuck Priscilla Kelly.
0: Well, yeah. She's hot. I, I, If I had the opportunity to fuck her, I would.
2: She was a lot hotter with black hair. Anyway.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I can work around the orange, but... um.
2: I don't like the orange. It makes her look like a fucking Oompa Loompa.
0: But I will say this. I, Like I said, the reason I feel like Jungle Boy came out of this the weakest was because I felt like every comeback he had had was weak. I felt like Yeah, true. This Jungle Boy that we saw on this ring was a complete 180 from the guy who fired up on MJF. He has taken a huge step back with this promo. I mean, honestly, Darby Allen cut the best promo. True. Darby was the guy who hit the hardest. Sammy, he in my opinion was Horrible, but then again, it's I, Sammy Guevara. I couldn't buy into anything that he said.
2: The only thing that I can buy into is the fact that his wife's hot.
0: And he's like, I'm going to be the world champion, and then, look, I'm all for playing to the hard cam, but not doing a fucking promo, okay? No. If you're going to talk shit to somebody, look them in the fucking eye. This is what makes people think wrestling is, I'm
2: going to use a bad word here, Mr. Butcherelli. Please, uh, Please excuse me. Okay? Go ahead. This is what makes people think wrestling is fake. Sure. The collective butthole pup of everybody else.
0: Hey, we're in the business. We can use the word.
2: Yes, yes, but we have to do the gimmick.
0: We do not use the F word. Compro? Good. Now we hug. But I like Darby Allin because... He brought up something that I had completely forgotten. And that is the fact that Jungle Boy is part of the Cucamonga clique. I forgot he was one of the the elite's chosen ones.
2: Yeah, because he's the only one of them that actually knows how to wrestle. Exactly. (laughs) More
0: on that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. The one guy that was part of the Cucamonga Kids click that can actually break away from that click and know how to fucking wrestle was part of it. So that also, you know... The high school friends. Yeah, is a factor. <laughs> um, And not only that, but Guevara sucked in this. Because again, he didn't take it seriously, Darby Allen, this is a guy who I do not like his in-ring style, but his mic skills are so on par. It might get to a point where if him and MJF do go one-on-one, if the build-up is good enough and Darby Allen continues the momentum, I might be able to overlook that in this match with MJF. I just might, because Darby Allen is, he's showing that he wants it. Now, whether or not he deserves it is up for debate, but out of the three guys in this ring, Darby Allen is showing how bad he really wants it. I'm not getting it from the other two, and, that, and that's sad, because out of all three of these guys, Jungle Boy is the one I'm rooting for the most, because I saw so much improvement from him, from firing up on MJF, the match with Christian Cage, everything this man has done to show that he is breaking away from that boy and his dinosaur bullshit, and his own fucking man to the point where they're just calling him jack perry and the jungle boys basically a nickname and an afterthought and he had a chance here to really show something and you come in with rude and unfriendly i'm sorry is this fucking elementary school am i watching dynamite or an episode of fucking sesame street
2: Actually, it was the magic school bus.
0: Pretty sure. Rude and unfriendly. Seatbelts, everyone. Like, what the fuck is this shit?
2: It was the magic school bus. You know why? Because if you don't believe me, Miss Frizzle makes an appearance later on in the show. Her name is Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> God. It's just like Miss Frizzle. She went on a crack bender. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Miss Frizzle went goth. It's like Miss like Frizzle fucked the teacher from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I'm done! Because she has that same. Have you noticed her boobs poke out just like that teacher from Jimmy Neutron? Yeah. She's got the same fucking nose.
0: Yeah, the nose, yeah. I noticed it in the nose, not in the tits. But oh my god. It's the nose. I see it. I totally see it.
2: She looks like. What was the fucking teacher from Jimmy Neutron?
0: I, I don't remember her name, but I know that she. Miss
2: Fowler. Miss Fowler. Oh!
0: Yeah, and she would fucking, like... Squawk like a bird. Squawk like a bird, and oh my god, I'm looking at it. Uh, Oh my (laughs) god. No. 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 (laughs) Dear fucking god, I cannot unsee this. I will never be able to watch her in a ring ever again. Oh, my God.
2: Pictures on the Boochcast Facebook page.
0: Oh, we're totally... I'm posting that. I'm posting that to Instagram. It'll happen at some point this week. I can't guarantee it'll happen at the time this thing comes out because I got so much drama and shit going on behind the scenes, but uh, I'm definitely going to do my best to get that out there. But uh, that being said, um, the only line Jungle Boy had that was good was the fact that Darby Allen was here because he couldn't make it as a skateboarder.
2: Accurate. Accurate.
0: Yeah, but I also would have preferred if he had mentioned like because also he was talking about how he dropped out of film school. He could have made something out of that. But yeah, Darby Allen didn't no, he make it. Have. A... He wouldn't have made nothing out of film school. What was Darby Allen making porn? I don't know what he was making, but apparently his his teacher didn't like his creative vision, so he dropped out of fucking film school.
2: They he didn't ma- like his creative vision because his idea of a porn was to go get out in the woods and roll around on a fucking beehive.
0: Yeah, and let the bees sting his
2: dick. You know why that's you know why that's funny? Why? Because he was on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER, and that's what (laughs)
0: happened. Oh my god, I forgot
2: about that. (laughs) That's his idea of a porn film. Yeah. Of yes. Cor- I sting her. They sting yes. me. Yes.
0: Now of course MJF comes out to save us from this hell. Thank you, God. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so MJF comes out, dominates this whole thing. I love the whole thing, like, you know, you're making me blush. Stop fighting over me. Just MJF is funny as hell. And talking about Tony Khan being his friend now, even better, you know, Pittsburgh. I don't give a damn what y'all think. You think Britt Baker is talented. Fucking love that. Triggered them easily. And then does the whole buy thing, buy, buy thing with the, the hat and does the pillars tournament, which and what's funny was later in the night, and or at some point MJF was on Twitter and I, I found this. I'm gonna look it up right now. But you know, MJF had posted on his Twitter page, he said, and I quote, LOL, no four way, fuck you guys, and in all caps, cry about it. <laughs> that was on his Twitter page because everybody was hoping, and I and I even said it on this show, I felt like we were going to get a fatal four-way at Double or Nothing with the Pillars. It was going to be MJF, Jungle Boy. Well, yeah, you, said, San- you said that before, yes. Because I honestly thought that's where they were going with this, and I felt it would have made more sense. But then of course there are people who are commenting saying your boss doesn't know how to book the fights. He loses fifteen minutes making promos and bad ones. The later hold a tournament. A lower rating is coming than that of the previous week. That's from another. That's from one guy who tweeted. One person wrote, "I've never been more clear about the fact that a four way is happening until now." Because everyone's thinking, you know, if, if MJF is saying this, they must be planning a fatal four way. Oh, they are. Yeah. And then of course, um, and then someone wrote, "You can barely beat one of them, let alone three of them." And then some guy wrote, "Find three new pillars." Believe me they're trying I was saying that from day one-ish so, anyway, now we know that the, that later in, the, later in the night, we're going to get... Hey, uh, Yes, we're going to get Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy later in the night. So, after all that, we cut to our first official match of the evening. We got some tag team action. We have Ruby Soho and Tony Storm with Soraya versus Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter.
2: This heel group, this is a good way to kill their fucking pop. Even though they're a heel group that basically says the things that want to hear but anyway this was not terrible start it started kind of fast they worked the crowd good doing the thing but i guess that was her mom brit's mom yes um, the only thing I ask, and I guess I'm too much of a traditionalist, is what happened to the count. The norm, I mean, the normal things I'm gonna ask in tag matches and trios matches. Where is the psychology? That's that's the only thing. I, this is I expect more from these women because these are the five women in this company that are the strongest five. Does that make sense? Yes. So I expected more than I got here. I was a tad bit disappointed. Okay. But it is women's wrestling, so it's disappointing to begin
0: with. The only good
2: part about this is i got to see tony storm's ass so
0: whatever yes that ass tony storm everybody loves that ass so what we saw in this match i thought it was a good tag match and like we said before they these are the five strongest women in the company and i think despite the lack of psychology in there they still delivered um i thought the match was very well done i didn't really enjoy the tap out I wasn't a big fan of that. I felt like if anybody's going to tap out in this feud, it should be when the feud is coming to an end. I don't like seeing tap outs in the middle of a feud. I think it kills the momentum, if that makes sense. Agreed. Yeah, I feel like there should be pinfalls, stuff like that. Because once you tap out and give up, why would I want to see you guys fight again?
2: There needs to be a fuck finish.
0: Yeah, that there should have been a fuck finish because this rivalry is clearly not ending. They're obviously going to drag this out to at least double or nothing.
2: Right, but the problem is is you can't let Britt get... See, my thing is is I don't give a fuck if it's your hometown because it'll get more heat on these heels for you to get fucked in your hometown. Yeah. Which we'll go over that later.
0: Yes, but of course uh, this is Tony Khan booking and he doesn't get that. Um... he believes it's the hometown. We gotta have the hometown hero get the win so the crowd will pop. So that's what they're trying to do. They wanna get the they wanted to get the baby face over that way. But again, the babyface just made the heel tap out. Why would I want this to continue? That's and that's a serious question I wanna hear. Why would I want this to continue? Why would you wanna keep watching this? The only logical explanation there was, is the fact if you that-
2: were gonna if you were gonna at least get Brit over okay then there needs to be an attack after the bell if she's gonna if she's going over in her hometown and you're gonna put them in this situation where they have to work each other see if it was me and i wanted to get brit over in her hometown or had let her have a win in her hometown then i'm going to put her against a fucking job team this is when putting them against sky blue is okay because
0: it doesn't matter but they wouldn't face guy lose guy lose a baby face. Whatever,
2: whoever whoever the fucking job team needs to be. I'm just saying, you put two jobbers in there and you let them fucking squash them. You get over and then you have then you have the outcast come out and attack them and fucking fuck them or whatever. Or if you were going to do this with the outcast, you have Britt Goat, you have Brit win, like you did, and then you have a fucking afterbirth, and let the outcast fuck Brit in her hometown.
0: That's called getting heat. Well, here's what I would do. What I would have done is I would have had, Brit, instead of Brit Baker tapping out Soho with the lockjaw, have her roll Soho up. Yeah. One, two, three. She gets that quick win. Crowd pops. They're like, what the fuck? And then take her out. And you just beat yep. her down. Slash pinfall. That way, Britt gets her win. And it's and even though it's a win, it's not a decisive win. So the feud can continue. Slash
2: pinfall.
0: Yes. Instead, they tapped her out. And ju- they just celebrated and cut to the backstage.
2: They shat in that girl's mouth. Exactly.
0: And here's the thing. By doing this, you've pretty much killed this feud. Again, I'm going to ask the question. The only logical explanation. Explanation for why anyone would want this match to continue is the fact that we know it's a work, so let's just see it again. Right now, as I mentioned before, we're in the backstage area where Wardlow looks forward to his TNT Championship match with Powerhouse Hobbs and reveals that Arn Anderson will be in his corner tonight. Anderson asked Wardlow if he wants to do the kind of stuff the Four Horsemen used to do, and he said that Tully Blanchard taught you how to play checkers. Well, now we're going to start playing chess.
2: That's nice. is So is Arn going to be with Wardlow now? Is that what we're doing? I think so. I, I, we're just going to get Wardlow over in his hometown? Same, It's the same shit. Pretty much. It's a little repetitive.
0: And Here's the funny part. When, when Arn Anderson was talking about how they broke into his car and stole his stuff... I don't know. Was I the only one waiting for a Glock reference when he said that? Uh, yeah. Like, I was yes. sitting there like, you know, I was hoping he would be like, you know, that's why you need to pull out the Glock.
2: Back in the day, if you pissed off someone, and there's still some guys now that do this, motherfucker, start reaching for their bag, you better run.
0: <laughs> yep. There is a Glock in that motherfucker.
2: There's some sort of weaponry.
0: Yes. I've seen a lot of workers who carry them, too.
2: Well, I can say this because I'm licensed. I carry one.
0: I had a broadcast partner who literally had it holstered on his side while we were at the broadcast table. I don't blame him. You never know when shit's going to go down. Now, granted, he never had to brandish it, but it was there. I had to pull it one time. Well, you're a heel.
2: I expect that. Well I, well, I got smacked. This what The funny thing is it wasn't a mark I had to pull it on. It was one of the boys. Oh, shit. Yeah, one of the boys. I was working with a guy. I'm not going to say his name, but... I was managing a tag team, and uh, this gentleman gave me the Iggy, like, come here, so I could poke him with my cane. So I poke him with the cane, and he kind of looks at me, and he kind of grunts, and he takes a swing at me. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know? But at the time, we were not getting any heat on us. I I was not getting—I was— if you hit me, you were going to take away my heat. So nobody was to hit me. So anyway, this motherfucker, this motherfucker gives me the Iggy again. And this guy's crazy. He's, no, he's a known crazy person in the business, okay? We found out later he was fucking roid raging and shit. And Vinny knows this guy, so I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm not going to say his name. Oh, boy. You know exactly who this is. He's a little bit of an unpredictable one. Oh, boy. Did that tell you who it was?
0: Unpredictable. Um, no, but tell me off the air.
2: Anyway, I go back to give this kid the Iggy, and uh, I go to poke him again, and he open-hand smacks me as hard as he fucking could, just like a mart. So I took that cane, like a golf club, and I started wearing his ass out. My, my tag team I was managing jumps on him. You're not supposed to hit Gator. They start fucking wailing him. Anyway, we get to the back, and uh, one of the gentlemen that I'm working with that is one of my members of my tag team has got his hand in the bag cause this guy has walked in the locker room and ripped the fucking door off the fucking hinge to the locker room. And he comes in, why are you hitting me like a mark for? I said, why are you hitting me like a fucking mark? Needless to say, things got got uh, resolved after the, the piece was brought into it. But there's my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well I'm glad everything was it's okay. Like, it's like
2: the story of Christmas. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um and I'm looking forward to hearing Whoa, more what, about okay. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this uh chess game that's going to be played, but now ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where we got to skip ahead, skip ahead, blah blah blah. Um
2: it fucking sucked. Moving on. Yes.
0: And in the spirit of that, we're actually transitioning right now. Uh not that kind of transitioning. Uh, Into a next match of the evening (gasps) for the really You
2: drank the Bud Light.
0: Not anymore. I don't. Uh, for the TNT (laughs) Championship, Powerhouse Hobbs with Q.T. Marshall. (laughs) Defends the title against Wardlow with Armed Anderson. This match
2: was nothing but a hoss fight that gave Arn Anderson the one spot we needed to see where he hit fucking QT Marshall. That's it. You got Wardlow over in his hometown. Yeah.
0: Um, it was a good. I think it was a good hoss fight. Um, it was it was okay, but it was.
2: I mean, I I, uh, I hate hoss fights. House fights. Why? This was basically they had fight, they had fight to me. The, this is what this was. I wasn't into it. I mean, I just watched these guys have a fucking uh, what was it? A Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah. So why are we having a fucking? This is
0: not the way you book things. Yes. Tony Tony Khan has a tendency to be a Quentin Tarantino type of booker, where he he starts at yes. the end and works ass his way to the backwards. front. He, he does everything ass backwards. Ass backwards. Um, but despite the ass backwards booking, Wardlow was able to regain the title. Arn Anderson got the Glock spot with the gut, with the fingers, which I thought was perfect. Cause a- a- like I said before, ever since Arn Anderson did the promo about the Glock, that has literally become his new gimmick going forward. Unless he ever goes back to WWE, that is what he's going to be known as, the Armed That's Anderson. Not going to happen. And also, side note, Arn Anderson, solid guy if you meet him in person.
2: Very nice dude.
0: And he's actually one of the few people, as far as legends go in the business, that when he goes to meet and greets, still shakes everyone's hand. Yep. I watched him when we were when Buff and I went to North Carolina, he came up to say hi to Buff. He walked past me. I didn't take it personally. Um and but he made the rounds and he shook hands with every single person. We saw him go down the line.
2: That's what you're supposed to do in this business. Exactly. Some people don't understand that. They're more worried about being on their phones and other things, so carry on my wayward sons
0: yes uh side note um i actually also while i was there i met i i even though i i'd seen him a few times this is the first time i got to talk to him like face to face uh ernest the cat miller was there
2: cool as shit ain't he
0: cool as shit and he was talking about that handshake thing and in addition to the wayward sons there's another individual that also does not do the handshake who is it i'll give you a hint He was involved in this match.
2: Powerhouse Hops? Nope. QT Marshall.
0: Correct. Or I should say, correct.
2: Wow. QT. I can understand that. QT. I've met QT twice, and... I went up and shook his hand, but he was just, he just seemed like he was not, that the world kind of revolved around him.
0: Yeah. Apparently, he's got an ego because he forgets that the only reason he has a job is because of Cody and the Nightmare Factory. Cody got him that job. Fact.
2: Well, some people, some people get a little bit of an ego. So,
0: yeah. It's, it's
2: okay. It's okay, Mr. Boudrette. It's okay.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Q.T. Marshall, I am still trying to figure out if I went to school with this motherfucker. Oh God! Because I'm convinced that I did. Because we're close to the same age. He, there's a year difference. He's thirty. He's it thirty-seven. Sound like you want to claim this
2: right now after that last?
0: Do I not want to explain that? Is it? Should I not? Should I skip it? No, it's not
2: that. I said. I just said. I don't know if you want to claim that after you found out he doesn't shake hands.
0: Well, I'm just. I mean, well, I can't change the fact we went to the same school. He wasn't a wrestler then. Well,
2: well no, but he might have been a dickhead.
0: That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't remember this guy. That's so what I'm trying to figure out. Because I'm saying, he's he's 37, I'm 36. So he's at least one grade above me. depending Yeah, on... he,
2: was a ju- he was a junior when he was a sophomore.
0: Yeah, but we were in middle school. So he was in eighth grade when I was in seventh grade. So I'm trying to figure out if I fucking met this guy at all. Because I found out oh. we went, we both, he lives in Freehold, New Jersey. I lived in Freehold, New Jersey when I lived up there. And we both went to Eisenhower Middle School. How do I know this? Because... A while back I got uh, my, one of my sixth grade teacher who I became friends with on Facebook a long time ago, uh, created a group page that had everybody from Eisenhower Middle School on it. We all joined this group. And QT Marshall was promoting a upcoming episode of Dynamite that was in New Jersey. And that's how I knew. Because I'm like, there's no way he would have gotten invited into this group if he didn't go to that school. So I'm flipping through yearbooks. I'm trying to find out, because I can see his shoot name. And I don't remember this fucking guy. I'm trying to see, did he did he graduate before? Did he graduate to high school before I got there? I know we didn't go to the same high school, but I do know we went to the same middle school. So I'm trying to figure out if I know this fucker from somewhere. But, but oh, okay, moving on. Okay, but anyway. Um,
2: as Mr. Bujerelli ponders his childhood innocence.
0: Yes. Uh, and as, as I'm happy that Wardlow ponder, has the title don't back. Don't that
2: too long. Yes,
0: yes. You <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, it's funny. So like I said. Wardlow got his title back And now That's nice So after this Christian Cage and Luchasaurus Come down to the stage And stare down Wardlow Which of course Begs the question Which one of them Is planning on going For that title
2: Uh Question What Why is Luchasaurus Back with Christian Cage After Christian After Luchasaurus Was with Jungle Boy And he turned on Christian Cage And then he slammed him Through the table What are you talking about During the Jungle Boy Christian Cage Bullshit Yeah we already talked About this We don't
0: talk about that We did
2: Right So So why why? is. Why is Luchasaurus back with Christian Cage?
0: Because because here's what happened. He joined with Christian while Jungle Boy was out of action. Jungle yes. Boy came back. They briefly put him and Luchasaurus back together for a reason that was fucking stupid. Then, right. in the now. midst of the feud, Luchasaurus turned on Jungle Boy again when they fucked him at the pay-per-view. Because <laughs> you have to remember, Christian had that quick victory over Jungle Boy because Christian got injured. So they couldn't have a full-blown match. Then he went and got surgery. Then he eventually came back and they finished the feud a revolution
2: right right but i there's it's a lot of confusion of turn and then not turn and turn and then not turn. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay, going into Revolution, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage were aligned together. Going into Revolution.
2: Yes, they are still aligned together. Yes,
0: they're still aligned together.
2: Uh, I would like to see I would like to see them change Luchasaurus's name. He looks tough. He looks like a good uh, The gimmick looks good. He looks good. he looked got a cool outfit and everything. Just change the fucking name.
0: Why? The name is fine. The name is not fine. Yeah, it is. The gimmick's Luchasaurus. Oh. Well, yeah, he looks like a fucking dinosaur, but he looks badass now. He doesn't look like a joke. Yes,
2: then he should be the dinosaur or Dino Dave or fucking uh, Judas the dinosaur or some shit.
0: Why? Luchasaurus sounds cooler. No, it doesn't. It's stupid. Either way, I just want to know which one of them is fighting Wardlow for the TNT title. That's really what I'm most concerned with. It's probably,
2: probably going to be Luchasaurus. Anyway,
0: moving on. Yes, so we cut backstage where we see Sammy Guevara being interviewed, but M- but. M- MJF shows up and says he's offering him a guaranteed spot on the pay-per-view. He says he just has to lay down. Guevara vows to earn the title match. MJF also offers Guevara a blank check. Sammy writes a number on it. MJF says Guevara has a deal and they hug.
2: (laughs) They hug. Is he supposed to lay down when he gets to the double or nothing? Is that what?
0: I don't know. Def- like, the- this was confusing. Like,
2: is that what that is? He's got to get to double or nothing first.
0: And then he has to lay down and let MJF pin him, which
2: he's not going to make a double or nothing. But anyway.
0: Probably not. But even so, what is the thought process behind this storyline? Is what I'd like to know. Like, seriously, because first of all, it's blatantly obvious that Sammy is going to fuck MJF and not lay down. Yeah, And the the reason we know that is because they're going into a pay-per-view and Tony Khan, as stupid as he is sometimes, is he's stupid, but he's not that fucking stupid to make somebody lay down at a pay-per-view. It's not going to happen. And I'll be the first to tell you, as someone who tapped out of WCW after they made Hogan lay down for Sting, which I'm sure we'll get to that pay-per-view review at some point down the road. Not anytime soon, but I'm sure we're going to get to it. It's not on the list right now, but if Gator wants to add, it's up to him. Um, we got at least a couple of Halloween Havocs before we even consider another one. But I tapped out after that. And that was on a pay-per-view where people paid money that had no story, no reason, no rhyme, no benefit. If Tony Khan is stupid enough to make Sammy Guevara actually lay down for MJF at the pay-per-view, he deserves to have this company taken away from him because he has officially lost his mind. He needs to be taken out of creative, just be the guy who signs the checks, and leave the wrestling to an expert because he is out of his goddamn mind if that's going to be the main... That's why this all looks fucking stupid. Basically, either Sammy has to make it to the pay-per-view and screw MJF, or he has to lose the jungle boy or lose the Darby Allen, and then MJF snaps and beats the fuck out of him. And also, here's the other question. He said guaranteed spot. So my question is, if Sammy Guevara has a guaranteed spot on the pay-per-view, why is he even wrestling? Sounds to me, he should already be going to the pay-per-view. You might as well have Jungle Boy and Darby Allin fight each other and make the goddamn thing a triple threat based on the logic of this fucking idea. Because he said guaranteed spot. He didn't say, I'll help you. He didn't say, I got your back. This motherfucker said guaranteed guaranteed spot did he not Mm -hmm. nobody thinks before they talk in this fucking company this is the third fucking time that tony khan or whoever's writing this shit or if they're ad-libbing whatever this is the third time they are not presenting what they're advertising i have seen this happen over and over and over and over again they just say shit just to say it With no reason or rhyme behind it. I'm going to explode the ring. There's sparklers. This is a dream match. No one knows who the fuck this other guy is. You have a guaranteed spot. You're still wrestling in the main event. Am I taking crazy pills or does this really not make any sense? Gator, feel free to answer.
2: I just, I'm letting you, go ahead.
0: All right, it's fucking stupid. We We need to take a moment. All right.
2: We need to take a moment and express this the only way we know how. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Wrestling.
0: And on that note, we're gonna to get to some wrestling. We move on to the next match of the evening. We have Jay White with Juice Robinson versus Commander.
2: This was not wrestling.
0: <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that.
2: Commander deserves to be shot. <laughs> and when I say shot, I don't mean with a block. I don't mean. I mean someone take a stone. This motherfucker been shot. <laughs> You deserve to be to be tarred, feathered, and stoned like they did in the goddamn Bible. <laughs> like a fucking biblical whore. For unadulterated, just pure D crap that you put us through. This is not professional wrestling. This was an athletic shoe. It was not, it, it was not, they, they prostituted my business, Benny.
0: <laughs> yes, very much so. This is...
2: I'm not not okay with this. This was prostitution.
0: Yeah. And not even
2: the good kind where I go, I'm a oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very true. Very true. True words have were been spoken.
2: There was no happy ending.
0: Nope. Jay White got the win. The only...
2: And then... Jesus Christ. I, this was... I would have have rather watched somebody try to sodomize a puppy.
0: Yeah. Then, of course, they tried... they They had to save this shit by bringing out Ricky Starks and all that crap and... He helps out Sean Spears. He couldn't even say it. Yeah. This was all fucking stupid.
2: Now, that's one of the pillars I'd like to see. (laughs) Who? Ricky Starks.
0: Well, he's not considered a pillar, but he should be. He should be. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, we get to the backstage area with FTR, who learned that Mark Briscoe got attacked by the kingdom. They go to the trainer's room and argue with Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. Mark isn't clear to compete, but he pitches a tag team match where FTR would join forces with Jarrett and Lethal to face the kingdom. They agree. Wrestling! Yeah, this, this was dumb. This was very dumb. This was basically a yeah. We'll lead the way. No, we'll lead the way. No, we'll lead the way. But we'll do this for a friend and blah blah. This god. Thank God it's on wrestling. Rampage. Thank God it's on rampage and I have to sit through this crap. Thank God. Yeah. Next we cut to the in-ring segment. We have Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Chris Jericho. Adam Cole What the fuck was this? Cole makes it clear that he respects Jericho as he has studied him for a long time. He says he even modeled his catchphrase after him. Jericho says he has no respect for Cole and says Cole disrespected him last week. Cole calls Jericho a jagoff and an insecure, stupid idiot. Jericho warns Cole that you never want to meet your heroes. He shoves Cole, and they briefly brawl. The JAS come to the ring and attack Cole. Britt Baker comes down and pulls Jericho off of Cole. She slaps Jericho. The Outcast attack bricker from behind. Cole gets handcuffed to the ropes, and he can only watch as Soraya hits Baker with a kendo stick.
2: Why? Um, this, was, I this was somebody backstage going, fuck, we need to send the outcast back out to get some heat. We, 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 <coughs> we took away their fucking heat. We need to go get them some heat. I mean, this feels like it was forced and put together at the last minute.
0: It was. And here's the Um, thing.
2: Side note, side note, side note. Adam Cole was never handcuffed. He wasn't? Not to the bottom rope. He wasn't. He was free.
0: Yeah, that looked like a half-assed job.
2: He was free. He was holding the bottom rope to make it look like he was trying to break free. And he was fucking free. When they, they quickly they quickly pan away from him. You see a quick crowd shot? That's when they realized, oh fuck. We just got we just got him on camera, not connected.
0: Apparently they um like what happened? Did he like did they not lock in all the way or did he break the gimmick? I, I think it was forced.
2: I think it was forced and not done properly. Um they probably didn't didn't get it on the rope. They were trying to do it quickly. Yeah. If you're going to use handcuffs, please practice in the bedroom before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, always, always, always practice in the bedroom. And know what the hell you're doing.
2: Especially if your girlfriend is a dentist.
0: Yes. Also, let me just say this. Here's the thing. What bothered me about this match, or about uh, this segment, I should say, is I don't understand why Jericho needed the outcasts. If you really wanted to get Jericho some heat, if you really wanted to build this up, I would have had Jericho whack her with the kendo stick.
2: I would have had Jericho puncher.
0: No, I would have did the Judas effect. After that slap, he turns around, Judas effect, and then after a certain point, like while he's taunting Adam Cole, she's slowly like coming around like dizzy, and then he's got the kendo stick, and he's going, hit me, hit me, you son of a bitch, I dare you, whatever, and then bam, just beat the bejesus. Why do you need Britt here's Baker? My
2: question. Why do you need the outcasts when you have women in your stable? That too. That too. Because because you could have had you could have had Ty and and uh Anna Jay doing this. But again, this was a, a, a quick throw together last minute. Oh fuck, we need to get their heat back.
0: Yeah, because you fucked it up. But I'm saying, Jericho on his own, like, it would have been perfect. Jericho would have easily been hated. It would have got attention for the company. And you all, and, and I know it's like, well, it would get them bad attention. Clearly, AEW doesn't give a fuck about getting bad attention. Because all they got to do is spin it in a special way, and the AEW marks will jizz all over it. Like, putting up disclaimers for fans who buy tickets, let them know, hey, if someone dives out of the ring and lands on top of you because they're reckless, it's your fault for sitting in the front row. Yeah. Yes, it's our fault for sitting in the front row, and I'm not even gonna repeat "Revolution." I don't need to be sitting through an endless debate of that. But still, clearly, they can—these th- guys can do stupid shit and get away with it. They are literally the kings of getting away with murder. You know, Gator did jokes about sodomizing about the, that sodomizing a puppy bit. AEW wrestlers could yes. sodomize a puppy in the ring, and the fans would still buy tickets
2: that's the sad part because because here's the thing they're marks and i don't mean that in the lovable way
0: no that's why i'm saying so don't be afraid of offending people you can't offend the aew faithful it's impossible yes it's okay just sodomize the family dog so yeah you might go jericho whacker to death with the fucking kendo stick he got serious heat and you could build this a double or nothing. God, you it would have
2: been... Fuck, I would have watched a kid with fucking Down syndrome take it in the ass.
0: Yeah, we don't need to go that far. Um, Now... Well,
2: I, I had... I wasn't offensive this show, so...
0: Yeah. Now, on that note, we cut to a video message where Matt Hardy says his team is in charge, and he doesn't give an answer about the Elite Deletion match. And Jeff Hardy says he'll address the fans on Rampage.
2: Wrestling.
0: Okay. Um... Yeah.
2: Je- Jeff, Jeff is back, children! Yay!
0: Yeah. Um. He's
2: gonna he's gonna jump on he's gonna jump off something at this fucking final deletion thing, and then we're not gonna see him again for a few months, and then a year later he's gonna come back and he's jump off something again, and he's gonna fall back into the fucking alcohol, and eventually at some point or another he's gonna hit a he's gonna hit an old man and end up in prison, and it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Um.
2: Just saying, this is what is gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna get hurt again. He's gonna go back to the booze yes. and the pill. Correct me when I'm wrong.
0: Oh no, you're not wrong. Like I I am not the least bit happy that Jeff Hardy's back. I've lost all respect for the man. Everybody else can still cling to hope that he'll get his shit together. I'll believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbert. But correct. Either way, I'm just let me put it this way: Jeff Hardy speaking on Rampage is not motivating me to watch Rampage because everybody else can forgive jeff hardy i'm not i don't i don't care i don't either and on that note we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening we have the acclaimed and daddy ass billy Gunn versus matt menard jake hager and angelo parker of the jericho appreciation society
2: this was a waste of time
0: yes it was this this match in no way shape or form made my nipples hard (laughs) none of it did it was it was horrible this was, it was a spot fest from hell, and the acclaimed they, they, they one with their mic drop, the rap was okay. I think it was, it was a part of it that got blurt that got censored and blurted out, so hopefully somebody in the dirt sheets caught it, which again, <sighs> This is a little piece of advice I'd like to give for people who are cutting promos. Um, try to remember you're on fucking television. Yes. If half your promo is getting blurred out, it's not registering with the audience sitting at home. And you and you have to do that for the same reason you play to the hard cam. There's more people watching at home than in the building.
2: Yes, but but again, this is... Wrestling.
0: <laughs> not just that, but these are guys who are used to performing in front of only a crowd in the audience and not a crowd at home. And they yes, have not yes, been no. properly
2: trained. Right, but they're used to all six of those guys in the crowd hearing them.
0: Anyway. Yes. Tony Khan to quote correct. to quote a very correct. old to a <laughs> Tony Khan, in the immortal words of Mewtwo, your Charizards are poorly trained. And on <laughs> that and on that note, we're gonna move on to the main event of the evening we have the pillars tournament jungle boy jack perry versus
2: the Spanish spot monkey, Sammy Guevara. Spot monkey match. I didn't enjoy this. Babyface didn't fire up. This was not a main event match. These two do not need to be in a main event picture if they're going to act like this. Nah. This this is, this is was... The, the Even the finish sucked, but it makes sense. So there's a little bit of a story here, but what the fuck was this other than a waste of time? That's all it was. It, they wasted our time. They wasted our time. We thought we were going to get something decent. What happened happened was we ended up (laughs) we thought we were gonna get trump again and we ended up with rubio anyway
0: pretty much um here's the thing ladies and gentlemen (laughs) is that bad i'm
2: sorry that wasn't funny
0: you you tried um Cut
2: cut, cut that one out trust
0: in me ultimately here's what happened here i every i expected sammy to be sammy i I know what I'm gonna get when Sammy Guevara steps in the ring. That's why I'm never excited to see him in the ring. The person I'm most disappointed in is Jungle Boy.
2: Agreed. Because I thought he I thought he had enough common sense now to know, hey, I'm in a big money drawing situation. Maybe I need to act like I have some
0: sense. Yeah, I expected better from Jack Perry because I'd seen him do better. I well, I over the top praised him at Revolution. I have been impressed yes, with everything he has done up until this point.
2: Yes, but now his fa- now his father is disappointed.
0: Yes. He, he has taken one major step back in his career. I don't think he's going to recover from this anytime soon. But Jungle Boy fucked up. He, he had a chance to show that he was a main event player. He had a chance to show he could rise above the mid card. Even though he's barely even touching that. He had the opportunity to show that he finally got away from Marco's stunted growth. And the dino douche. And all that shit. He got away from all the silly shit. And I'm going to be a fucking man in this business. He came back. And none of that shit happened tonight. None of it. None he none. shit the bed royally. The MJF Guevara celebration. It wasn't gay, but it flirted with the line.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
2: I was about to make a really bad joke, Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, this, but was, I, I, it was, it was, it was going. Hmm?
0: No, basically, you know, you know, they're doing the whole hugging, rolling around the ring. I'm like, this is getting fucking weird. Um, but then.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It's it it happens. It's there was, uh, yeah. It
0: was. It was uh, weird. It was too creepy. much of a long time. This is a long celebration, and again, it's stupid because no one knows where the fuck this is going. There's no logic in any of this.
2: The sad part is um, I have intel that they're booking this on the fly the day of.
0: Wait, they book all this the day of?
2: Yes. They're okay. changing shit around. Yeah, They're changing shit around drastically. It's not like, it's not like they're booking it far out. They've got very little. They, there may be some sense of what is coming, but most of it is booked the day of.
0: Which is not how you should be booking a show in any way.
2: No, this is how WCW went out of business. Part of the reason. Because you were booking, you know, you had to record Thunder and Saturday Night, whatever, and four other shows, and then Nitro was live, but you couldn't let in into what's going on on Thunder, so you'd make sure you get where I'm going with this.
0: Yes, I, I see where I'm going <clears> with this.
2: You can, basically, you can fuck it up. Very royally, it will be. It will end up being a lot like Taya Valkyrie's debut. It will be the shitty.
0: Oh God, that's that's scary. That's it so, still scary. hurts. I know. It, it's still painful. Although, speaking of which, they did mention that they did mention that next week on free TV. By the way, um, we're gonna see their match I for the TBS. championship. you better win
2: that goddamn belt. I <laughs> swear to God, if she doesn't win that belt next week, y'all are gonna hear a rant that you're not ready for.
0: Oh God. And I'm glad I'm gonna have it on record. Yeah, Hmm? I said I'm glad I'm gonna have it recorded.
2: Yeah, because you you okay? You may not even hear the rant depending on what comes out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, I I may or may not from
2: that big from that big fucking transgender looking fucking bitch.
0: Okie dokie, So there's a preview of
2: possibly okay. No No talent, have it. I'm just being honest. No talent having, steroid using, no good looking, fucking useless piece of shit champion. If that bitch goes over on Taya Valkyrie next week, mark my fucking words. He gonna have some shit to say. Then he may or may not be able to air what I'm going to say.
0: But we'll we'll mention something if that's the case. Um. But Vin- Vinny Vinny went way to make something work. Yes. And But thank God we're not live. Yes, thank God we're not live. I, I would not be able to air that live. But uh that ladies and gentlemen, uh we'll wrap God. up. This is why I
2: hate women's wrestling. Because there's good women's wrestlers like Taya, who's fucking decent, and then there's blemishes on the mm.
0: Go ahead. Blemishes on the on the buttocks of the business.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That big, ugly, black bitch.
0: Whoa, whoa easy, 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 easy. I'm sorry, that big, ugly, can't
2: swim bitch. Better. Better? Yes. I'm not saying black isn't, look, look, I'm not saying black isn't beautiful. It's just not beautiful when it looks like a man.
0: Can't argue with that.
2: Uh, I'm just saying, if Vinny won't fuck
1: her... <laughs>
0: That should tell you something, and uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of AEW. Uh, if, she look,
2: if she looks, like, if she looks like Vinny's ex, went on a fucking steroid binger.
0: I don't want to imagine her on a steroid bender. <laughs>
2: I'm just, I'm just saying, this bitch. Like lot storm lost her shit fucking Jim storm from the X-Men.
0: Yes, yeah. Although you know what I realized?
2: You know what I realized? If Sheldon could his own X-Men, it wouldn't be called the X-Men, it would be the seaman.
0: Yes, we know. We, we we mentioned that. They mentioned that on an episode.
2: I know. I'm I'm trying to get out of this fucking oh
0: Well, I was trying to, but you keep cutting me off while I try to wrap it up.
2: I know, but I'm so I'm so mad. You're me so fucking riled up right
0: now. All I and all I did was announce oh, that it's happening next week. I don't know what the result's gonna I, be. We'll have to wait I till know, it airs.
2: If, if Tony Khan, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. I want you all to understand very carefully, okay? Kids with Down syndrome are smarter than Tony Khan. They can understand that you need to fucking put the goddamn
0: title on Taya Valkyrie. Yes, we all we all know, we all understand.
2: Maybe maybe you don't, maybe you need to cut that part out. But anyway, yes.
0: Uh now, do you have anything else to say or can we wrap the show up? Wrap the damn show up. And that ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW uh Gator as always, I time. Thank, to- thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and uh I really hope to see you on the next one.
2: Uh, it depends on what happens. Okay.
0: Well, make sure you guys follow the cast We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com/slash TheBoochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, be on the lookout for a future episode of the male soap opera moment coming soon. I just found out we may have to reshoot the damn thing, which I'm not too happy about, and it's causing me a lot of stress. Among other things but we'll get it done minute, we'll, get what? <laughs> the, we'll get it done we'll get the wrestlemania recap out to you guys as soon as possible because we know backlash is right around the corner uh anyway you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at the booge cats latest tweets photos and videos check out the father-son picture of desmond and dax are the two prediction champions check them out also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. As I mentioned uh, yesterday, I do have some videos coming out. We're going to try to get uh, the watch parties out there. Hopefully WWE does not flag us for copyright. Uh, We're also hoping to get out some Complaint Time episodes are going to be on there, uh, both featuring the uh, Broke Soulless Ginger, Mr. Zach Scott, and of course I hope when I can finally get the tech issues fixed. Dark Side of the 90s, we'll finish that out. And of course, with the new season of Dark Side of the Ring coming up, that means new episodes will be coming soon. So, uh... Justice for (laughs) Clem! And that's going to be on one of them. So uh, side note,
2: side note, side note. Be happy I only did that once.
0: I am. So anyway, we got, so of course we got Dark Side of Football coming soon and Dark Side of Comedy. I'm working on those. They're all going to be coming to the YouTube channel down the road. Also. Tales of the Territory. Yes. Once Gator completes his labors. And. Fuck you. Yes. And make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash TheBoochCast. That's where we do the live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you guys join us for the biggest party of the summer.
2: Mr. Bujerelli, Mr. Bujerelli, Mr. Bujerelli, you didn't say that right. It's in Detroit.
0: Yes, the event is in Detroit, but our party is on Twitch.
2: Right, right, but it's in Detroit. It's not called SummerSlam. It's called Sizzolam-er Sizzolam. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's in Detroit.
0: Yes, SummerSlam is in Detroit, but it's still called SummerSlam.
2: Faux shizzle. Yes.
0: Um, And, of course, uh, <laughs> by the way, Gator, never do that again. Uh, we have a live what? D&D what show my, coming soon. What, my nizzle, you ain't fo' shizzle? Yeah, we're not. No, no.
2: But what word, brother? Apparently, I'm ghetto fabulous. Yeah, we're not
0: feeling it. Um, but anyway,
2: but, 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 but Mister belly you should be proud of me that I know that word. My fucking TV got stuck on the BET network.
0: Oh God! All right. Well, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also have our live D and D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can support the Boochcast. By going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast, support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, one dollar per month. We have the second level, which is four ninety nine, five dollars per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better. To the peacock, anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WB Network subscription here in these United States. Ever since over the Peacock got nowhere to put that nine ninety nine. So take that nine ninety nine, bring it over here. We got better content in the network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans, our dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise through donations goes back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe these are to be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when that's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid despite the many setbacks he keeps throwing at us. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza baby! While well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye, goodbye,
1: so long, so long, farewell, farewell. Adieu, adieu. Be good, Be good. stay well, bye bye, keep warm, relax, and eat. Take care, stay loose. Adieu, bon i à la prochaine. Goodbye. Till when we meet again.